live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning. Great to be back with you today after a short hiatus. Good to see you. Welcome back. Somewhere right now in Midtown Manhattan is my 18-year-old daughter. She's doing fine. I don't know. I don't know. She's probably sleeping. Don't know where she is. Don't know who she's been with, hanging around, doing what. No idea. She's probably getting up early to study. I'm sure. Yes. It's wild. So a lot of folks have been asking. I was out for a few days. We took my daughter to college. She's our our oldest. So our first. Yeah. Our first baby to leave the nest, no, and there's it. all that. Who's who's moving in today? UWM has moving yes. day today. Yep. So a lot of families from here in southeast Wisconsin and all over are going through the same thing in these weekends here. But you know, it was a first for us, and then so many layers to it. Obviously, you know, there's the whole thing that everyone experiences, all parents, because you're dropping your kid off at school, and whether it's right down the street at UWM or Whitewater or Alverno or Carroll or wherever, yeah. or a little bit further, Madison, La Crosse, mm-hmm. Eau Claire. Maybe just over the state line. But still kind of close. But still close-ish. And you got those families that do have kids who go far away. You know, a lot of the SEC schools recruit heavily here for students of all kinds. Mm-hmm. And so that that's when it's an airplane trip, it feels a little bit different. And then on top of that, for us, it was it's New York. <laughs> oh, man. New York City. I'm driving my minivan around Manhattan. <laughs> that That's hardcore, man. There are a lot of people that live out there that will not drive into the city. Well, right. And I love big cities, Deb, and I know big cities, and I'm comfortable in New York, but I, with that knowledge, I know you don't drive in New York. This is true. Like, what was I supposed to do? Boy, so you actually have to do the unloading. Yeah, it's just like anything oh. else. So. Did you double park? Everybody double parks. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty well orchestrated. They know. And I... Tell you, New York is so full of contradiction. It's it's so big, it's so big, it's so big. But then everything is very small. Your hotel room is very small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dorms are very small. Yep. There's small spaces. The restaurants are small spaces. Just little holes in the wall, right? In this big, 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 small, small, small. And the other contradiction is everything moves fast, right? New York, fast, 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 fast. We got to go, we got to go, we got to go. But then everything takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fast and it's slow. It's fast and it's slow. Hurry up and wait. But well, as far well as done. I know, she's there and doing well. Congratulations. So, How's Nicole doing? Is she doing okay so far? I think both of us, because logistically this was such a heavy lift, still have not really... Ah, but you didn't tear it. up in the car? Felt the feels. Not didn't so much. Misty. A couple moments here or there, but it'll hit at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of families going through that today over at UWM and places all over Wisconsin. and Wherever you're dropping your kids off, uh, thinking of you today. At 623, back to school. The bulk of Wisconsin students headed back to class following Labor Day next week. Callie Herbst is founder of Milwaukee with Kids, MKEWithKids.com. With us this morning as we get your family ready for the big event. Morning, Callie. Good morning. I love that intro music. I'm like dancing here in my kitchen. Yeah, all right. Well, let's let's get it going Done. because it's uh, rally time for families. Before we get to all the back to school shopping and all the other stuff, uh, let's talk about something that families should probably doing be doing already this week. And that is thinking about maybe getting particularly your younger kids back in a more school like schedule. Right. A little bit earlier to bed, a little bit earlier to get up and sort of get them acclimated. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great tip. I think that, you know, the week before you really should maybe like just by a half hour each night. I mean, you don't have to like over plan it, but just in those in that week leading up, you definitely want to have that in mind, like earlier to bed, 
maybe even earlier to rise. We definitely, our kids are actually back in school already, but we did that where it was like, okay, you know, it's 8.30, you know, you have to like get out of bed because um, that can be a tough transition. I was wondering too, Kelly, about the, the screen time. I read somewhere that teachers have no chance if you're not weaning the screen time ahead of time. <laughs> Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably a good tip, too. But, you know, they're using their their uh, Chromebooks and all their stuff that's in true. school, too. You know, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, we try to keep that under control consistently. Obviously, they're using them. But, but yeah, that's probably a good point as well. Talking with Callie Herbst, mkewithkids.com. Any thoughts, Callie, on better ways or not as good ways to do back-to-school supply shopping? There are infinite number of places that you can get your pencils and your you know, big pink eraser, your trapper loose leaf keeper. paper, yeah, your trapper keeper. Uh, yeah, what? okay. So my thoughts on this, I used to love back-to-school shopping yes. as a kid. I loved it, the smell of it, all the new fun things, you know, just it, I loved it. But And I tried to sort of, like, recreate that for our family every year, and it, it just never lived up. I felt like we weren't enjoying it. So this year I actually did, um, I just, I ordered online. I, I did like a target pickup order and it was a beautiful thing. The other thing parents can do is uh, ask their school. Some schools have these services that you can order like in the, in the spring or, e- or even like maybe later now. And they'll, they'll deliver you these boxes of the supplies you need. So there's a couple different options if you don't want to actually go into the store. And your kids are already back in school. I'm always fascinated by the uh, the differentiation between some kids who are back in school several weeks before others, or at least a couple of weeks. How do they go about that? Are they okay with that? They're fine. They're so used to it. Um, I don't think they're really aware that other people aren't. I don't think they would uh, appreciate that very much. They, they would not. They were, yeah, but um, but they just like are blissfully unaware of that fact. So it's fine. MPS, there's a lot of MPS schools in, you know, mm-hmm. back in session. So, uh, yeah, it's weird how it's staggered. Uh, great to be with you. Thanks, Callie, so much for uh, that advice and hope it continues to be a smooth transition in your house. Thanks so much. Right. At 642, in addition to uh, having dropped my kid off at school, Eric, I was out yesterday serving as MC for a cancer benefit that I've been a part of for a decade and a half. Oh, okay. a great group here, Bobby cool. Nick Voss Charitable Funds. They put on an annual event at North Hills Country Club. You know, pretty standard golf outing, dinner, whatever. Nice. Um, Bobby died years ago. She was just 47 years old when she was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. And actually, she died just before. Same thing kind of happened in my family. We lost my father-in-law to colon cancer, or at least what started as colon cancer. It had spread. Mm-hmm. Same kind of way. Late diagnosis, stage 4, when they finally found it and saw it. And boy, at least at that time, and hopefully this is... Not the case for much longer, but that's that's a tough time to find out because so many other things are wrong. And so Bobby's friends years ago, they started this fundra- <clears throat> excuse me, this fundraising engine. And I think sometimes, we, especially with cancer, because it's a behemoth, right? Yep, yep, yep. There's so many different groups and agencies that raise money. Where's all this money go? Right? It's like a black hole. Just we throw money at it, and we we don't really know exactly what comes of it. Like, what are the tangible results here? So, my favorite part of this event that I do every year is we bring in the doctors. These are the folks who have put the more than one million dollars generated by this group alone. They put that money to work. It's going directly to them. Frederick Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Bill Hall is a professor, radiation oncologist at Frederick Medical College of Wisconsin. This guy's he's on the front lines of the cancer research and treatment. I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for what you do. It is incredibly impactful. 
It has very meaningful and tangible impacts on patients and it will take those ideas and bring them into reality and it will make a future where cancer therapy is better tomorrow than it is today. And that is what medical research enables and that's what you're doing. So two things quick. First, the money raised through this group is helping Dr. Hall and his team develop ways to save more of the colon function for people who have colon cancer. So you ever know anyone who had a bag? I think oh, it's yeah. a colostomy yes. bag, right? So if you have to remove part or in some cases all of the colon, mm-hmm. it has to be some place for that waste to go. And so, folks, yes, it's great that their lives have been saved, but their lives have also been altered because they have this the rest of their lives that they have to deal with. And Dr. Hall and his group, with some of the money raised here, have been able to find ways that are better targeting treatment to real specific areas so people don't have to go through that. Oh, that's great. So that's one real tangible benefit. And then the other thing, we talk about awareness all the time. Some of this money raised has gone to, Freighter reached out to a group of people that they knew were overdue for screenings, for cancer screenings. The money provided free opportunities for those pre-screens that you can do. And some of those pre-screens, more than 100 of them came back with concerning results. 100 people out there who may have had colon cancer, who didn't know it, who wouldn't have known it, might have been stage four or worse by the time it was diagnosed. They're in there. They're getting treatment. Yeah. It's that been identified. Detection, that means everything. So let's say goodbye to the days where we you know, fill the body with poison and chemotherapy and hope... Hope that it kills the cancer before it kills you. I think our kids hopefully will look back on how we treated cancer and generations before us as absolutely barbarous. Like, let's find a better way. And so if you wonder where your money is going for things like this, it's going to that. We're making progress. Let's keep up the fight. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Careful what you wish for might just come true. Nobody up. You knew it was coming. And Dana Recky with championship point. Wisconsin Badgers national championship point in 2021 to win the title in women's volleyball. Fell just short of another title, making it to... What, the quarterfinals in the tournament last year? Elite Close, eight. yeah. Yeah. But all indications are this fall's team, another powerhouse at UW. And we bring in Lori Nickel, two-time sports writer of the year, for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. So, Lori, we are so good. Nobody wants to play us now? <laughs> so that was really interesting. Volleyball coach Kelly Sheffield was at his press conference yesterday, and it's noted that Wisconsin's next two opponents are back-to-back at Arkansas. So Wisconsin is ranked number one now. They're playing number 25 Arkansas on Wednesday and again on Thursday. We haven't seen back-to-backs since the pandemic, you know, when it was kind of common in sports. And, and he was asked why. And he said, well, we couldn't find anybody to play us in week two. <laughs> hmm. um, and he further went on with a quote to say, you know, they don't want to play a team of our caliber. What's interesting is that Wisconsin is so good. You know, they've been in the... Um, polls for 153 consecutive weeks. Um, they've been ranked. So they're so good that, that other teams that are scheduling their non-conference portions of the schedule, the stuff that's not already dictated to them, they don't necessarily want to face Wisconsin because the Badgers have, are so good and so dominant. And Wisconsin is the opposite, by, that, by the way. Um, they're facing... I've easy count for me they have a dozen matches this year against ranked opponents i mean they're not afraid to play anybody and a lot of those are in the conference and stuff so 
basically they were just looking to get somebody on the schedule this week, and uh, Arkansas was willing to do it at Arkansas. You know, I can empathize with that, Lori. There's been a few times when my kids and whatever sporting things they were doing were going to go up against a buzzsaw, <laughs> <laughs> and no one was interested in playing that game. <laughs> right, but, you know, and he understands it too. You know, he mentioned it that if, if he's an opposing coach and they want to schedule a tough opponent, they don't necessarily want to schedule, you know, if you're a, a – tier two team, for lack of a better word. You don't necessarily want to schedule four back-to-back in a row where you're just going to get hammered. That's really tough on kids' psyche and and all that. But it's funny that, you know, usually you look at a program like Wisconsin, you want to see how you measure up. You can learn things. You can get a great experience. Plus, the fan turnout in Madison is incredible. Um, but going on the even just going on the road and hosting, they, they were having a hard time scheduling. I have not heard something like that in sports in quite a while. So, you know, kudos to the number one ranked Badgers, who, by the way, on September 13th are going to be playing at Marquette, and Marquette is ranked in the top 20 there as well. So that'll be a great match at Pfizer. Speaking of college, too, it's a move-in day here at UWM. I just had my big experience. We dropped our oldest off, Lori, at college. So first one to leave the nest. Do you have any remembrances of, uh, of what that process was like for you back in the day? I'm going to tell you my story. So my family story is that when my first child went started kindergarten, I was totally distraught. I was not <laughs> on board with that at all. Not and on I board. Thought, all right. No, I, he got on the bus and I was just a wreck. I was crying. And I told my husband, I'm like, I'm just going to go for a run. He's like, but you're in flip-flops. I'm like, I'm going to go for a run. That's how I deal with my emotions. Well, I beat the bus to school. So I got to the school bus before, <laughs> or I got to the school before the school bus. So I'm crying. I'm in flip-flops and my pajamas. I'm a mess. And so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to hide behind these bushes and watch the kids get off the bus. And then I know my baby's okay and I can go home. And I thought I was being really cool hiding and stuff. And I look up and there's like 17 teachers watching me and they're like, is this your first one? And I'm like, yes, you know, and they're like, (laughs) are you going to be okay? And I'm like, that's my baby. Like, you know, please take care of him. And the flip side of that is on Saturday, I moved both of my sons to Madison and this was the big move. Like, their bedrooms are empty. There's mm. like one desk left and one bookshelf. And it's weird how, I don't know how you felt, Vince, but it's to me, it's like one of the worst days of my life is one of the best days of theirs. And it was hard for me to deal with. Oh, appreciate that. Yeah. How did, uh, so uh, one last thing. And on the kindergarten drop-off, how did he do? Did he march right right on in there and he was happy and you oh, were good? Or? Totally. Oh, yeah, he was <laughs> See, good. See, that feels good then. Because you've seen I, it the other way. Had, I've been there for the drop-off, and the, some kids don't want to leave. <laughs> no, no. But my kid, you know, I had pinned and taped his name, his phone number, his address, all over his T-shirt and his yep, backpack. Yep. He was labeled like, you know, so I let's just say I did not handle it well. He was fine. I was a mess. Well, did you run to Madison? <laughs> <laughs> I'm running home. I'm distraught. I'm running home. I, well, Vince, for, I mean, it's the when they're packed in, settled, it's that drive home. And I had to pull aside on like what university drive or whatever it was. And I had to just cry and get it out. I don't know if that was for me. That drive home is just gut wrenching. I don't I hope you did. OK. 
Uh, I did do okay, but what my concern Vince is, is compartmentalizing things. My concern is I haven't felt that wave of emotion yet, and it, it, it will hit. I know it will. It hasn't happened yet. I think it was the logistics of New York City move and all of that stuff, but it is coming. Yeah. Uh, great to talk yeah. to you, Lori. Thanks a lot. Great to talk to you.